You're listening to episode 98 of Alexa in Canada, the voice experience. She's got, she's got, skills. got skills. My name's Terry Fisher, and here's the deal. Voice technology is changing so fast, and I'm trying my best to keep up with it. I'm here to learn everything I can about Alexa, so you and I can figure her out, and so we can make our lives more organized, relaxed, stress-free, and even have some fun. Let's learn some skills. Hello there, and welcome to episode 98, closing in on the big one zero zero. Really excited to have you along today with me for the episode. Today I have a very special guest, somebody who's actually visiting Vancouver at this very moment, and we had the opportunity to uh, to chat. But first, I just want to let you know that today's podcast episode is brought to you by Flash Briefing Formula, which is the complete course that you need to launch your very own Flash Briefing. Everything from how to come up with an idea, to what technology to use, to how to upload your audio to Lexi, and finally, how to market it. Everything is in the course. It's a premium course, but it is entirely free. So you can just check that out at flashbriefingformula.com. It'll be my pleasure to be your host through that course. All right, today, let's talk about the special guest that I have on board, the Flash Briefing. This is none other than Peter Stewart. Peter Stewart is visiting from the UK, and he and I have got to know each other uh, quite well through Twitter, through social media, and he is doing some amazing things with voice technology and with Flash Briefings. Peter has many, many accolades that I could uh, mention here. I'll just say this, that he is an award-winning broadcaster and social media producer. He has written multiple books. He uh, has worked in national and regional radio and TV for the BBC and commercial companies. Uh, He really knows his stuff when he is talking about audio content. And today he comes on the podcast, as I mentioned, he he happens to be in Vancouver on holiday and we had a chance to meet and we talked all about voice, we talked about flash briefings, we talked about our outlook on flash briefings, we talked about a whole bunch of stuff. So if you are at all interested in audio content, in voice, in flash briefings, this is a podcast episode that uh, that I think you're really going to enjoy. So uh, without any further ado, let's get right to the podcast episode. Here is Peter Stewart live, live from Vancouver. All right, well, I'm very excited to have Peter Stewart here all the way from the UK visiting in Vancouver. It's wonderful to have you here in Vancouver, Peter. And it's great to be here. And here we are in uh, my hotel room looking over your fantastic city. And you know what? It's a bit of a grey and gloomy day and it's been uh, a bit wet today. But we've had some fantastic times. You've got some fantastic views from the top of the observation tower over at Stanley Park brilliant restaurants, um, beautiful people, uh, you know, your personalities, the helpfulness uh, of people where we've travelled from Vancouver and Banff and uh, uh, Calgary and Edmonton and, and, and right across this side of your fantastic country. Uh, we've had a terrific time. And to top it off... Here I am with you on our final day. Terry, it's great to meet you in person. <laughs> it's great. You, I actually meet you in person as well. You're not just some like bot out there. Uh, it's fantastic to meet you. And you make our country sound wonderful, the way you described it. So, so it's wonderful to have you here. You're very, very fortunate to be in such a, a, a beautiful part of the world. And you know what? With things which are happening elsewhere around the world, it's been great to be kind of in the middle of nowhere sometimes, up in the mountains, down in the valleys, at uh, really remote locations 
where there have been no mobile phone signals and we've been able to turn off the radio and just drive and look out the window and as I say have some great views some fantastic meals and kind of de-stress a little bit because all of this voice stuff is kind of gets into you sometimes doesn't it it's fantastic and you're always thinking of different opportunities and possibilities but sometimes you need to kind of decompress and that's what I've been able to do. Yeah, I can I can appreciate that. Sometimes when you're in this bubble of voice, it can be all consuming at times. And and it's very exciting technology. It's it's wonderful to be part of this community. But uh, I'd love to be able to now chat with you about some of the things that we've been discussing, some of the things that we've been working on, and and our take on things. But before we get to that, I need you to introduce yourself to the listeners. The listeners, maybe the two people out there that haven't heard of you, uh, we'll let you uh, introduce yourself to the listeners. So it's Peter Stewart, and uh, I work for uh, the BBC. I've had various jobs in the BBC, various jobs in commercial radio as well in the United Kingdom. And uh, at the moment, I uh, work for the digital unit doing um, videos on smartphones, Smartphones to smart speakers. Hmm, interesting. So I make um, short videos which go on social media um, and hopefully they get uh, on the BBC website, occasionally they get shown on the BBC News as well. And my background is, as I say, radio, TV, presentation, production, training as well. I've written several books on all of this. I've written several. In fact, while I've been here, a contract has come through for my eighth book. So I'm not entirely sure how I'm going to fit it all in. But uh, yeah, so that's the next thing I'm going to be doing, as well as some exciting ideas that Suze, Suze Cooper, who I know as you've interviewed before, who's my kind of partner in crime in the UK, just outside London, the both of us. We've got some ideas of what to do with flash briefings and the whole kind of voice area uh, in 2020, just around the corner. Fantastic! I'm excited to hear about some of those ideas. And you're right. We uh, I interviewed Suze on the on the on the podcast here, and it was fantastic. Lots of value there, and I'm excited to to speak with you. My first question is probably the most important question that I can ask in this whole interview, and and that is, how do I get a voice like yours? <laughs> well, I guess be born in the UK, but you know what it is that actually it's really interesting because I think. I was going to say your voice is sexy. People will take that the wrong way. But, you know, the American, the Canadian, if you've got an accent that's a little different from yours and people think, wow, that's that's fantastic. It's very kind of you to say, a few people do say uh, about about the voice, I, I, I haven't worked on it or anything like that. I don't do any kind of exercises. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of lucky. To a certain extent, to, to a large extent, but also, as I said on the webinar, Bradley's webinar uh, that we were both on and fortunate to be involved with uh, a couple of uh, a couple of months back, a lot of it is how you is how you sit, how you breathe, how you let your well, you're a physician, you know all this, but how you let the uh, that the natural parts of your body um, give your voice a bit of depth, a bit of body, a bit of resonance, and that kind of thing, and also something I'm really passionate in is is teaching people how to read out loud now that sounds a bit a bit strange because we we all read out loud um but to varying levels of naturalness it's really quite difficult to read a script or even read bullet points out loud and not sound as though you're reading them i'm saying this to you I don't mind because I know you do it brilliantly with all of the work that that you do. But sometimes you do hear 
flash briefings or you hear podcasts or you hear introductions specifically and you can tell that somebody is reading a script and I was for a time the BBC's only uh, voice trainer which meant going around the country to regional and national radio and TV stations in the UK and training people how to lift words from a page how to how to read something as though they're ad-libbing it so it sounds natural it's really quite unnatural to look at hieroglyphics scribbled on a bit of dried wood pulp and and to lift that and to make it sound as though it's a thought that's just occurred to you. It's actually quite difficult to do that. It's acting. But then if you're reading, kind of news reading, that's kind of a little bit different again. So that's what I'm 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 particularly interested in. But but yeah, the whole voice thing, heck, you know, we've got to have good voices if we're on a voice platform, haven't we? Absolutely. And so these are skills that you're describing that are critical for flash briefings. So we'll get into that. But maybe we can now take a step back. And before we jump into the flash briefings, I'm curious if you can share with the audience a little bit about what got you interested in voice technology and smart speakers? And why are you spending you know, a good portion of your time in this area now? So I've spent, can I say this, 30 years in you're laughing you should be laughing i've spent about 30 years in uh, in in radio presentation production I started when I was very young. From what we have in the UK, hospital radio. We have radio stations that are just in hospitals huh. where, where, where you kind of train, you cut your teeth and go around and, and, and uh, collect dedications from people who are stuck there and in, in, uh, in, in hospital and then you present and you produce and that kind of thing. And uh, student radio and then um, commercial radio in the UK, uh, which takes adverts, and then uh, the BBC like PBS, which doesn't have adverts. So my whole life has been around audio presentation, production, doing a variety of music shows, DJing, political shows. I've even done a gardening show occasionally and sports programs. Um, so first of all, I was really interested in the power of audio, the power of, of the human voice and what you can do with that. And obviously we're hugely fortunate in the UK having the BBC, which has everything from comedy shows to hard speech to drama and right. all sorts of really creative programs as well and then about 18 months ago I was at a conference in uh, in Ireland um, about journalism about mobile journalism which kind of fitted in with my job and as I mentioned earlier that's about recording video on smartphones and editing on smartphones and using all these different apps on smartphones to create content for social media and I got talking to somebody there and they said, you know what, you should really be looking into the voice technology and smart speakers and flash briefings. And on the coach from the hotel back to the airport, which was a couple of hours, I was on my phone and I was looking up, what's all this about? What's all mm. this? And I suddenly realised, yeah, this, this fits in with what I've been doing already. So I downloaded uh, a bit of information and read it on the flight on the on the way back to the UK. And by the time I'd landed, I thought, yeah, I've got to do this. I've got to look into into smart speakers. I've got to look into into flash briefings and and and, and see where that where where that takes me. The opportunity to do you know mini radio shows, if you like, which inform people, entertain people, uh, perhaps persuade people, all of those different things. Um, in 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 two minute bite sized chunks, what a fantastic opportunity! So yeah, that's the background. 
That's fantastic. And so you jumped on this similar to how I did and how Suze did and how a number of people are. Um, so tell us a little bit about your flash briefing. So what, what have you created? So I have three flash briefings. The first one is uh, a What's On guide. So it's called What's On in Guildford. Um, and in fact, we were in Guildford, in Surrey, in Canada, the other day. But, the, but uh, I, I work in the original county of Surrey and the original town of Guildford in the UK. Uh, so that was, uh, that was quite funny. Um, now, what I decided to do was Surrey is the richest county in the UK. It's where the celebrities live. It's where the sports stars live. It, it's just outside London. It's handy for Gatwick and Heathrow airports and, and motorway connections. And it's really, really beautiful. So I thought, right, number one, what that's going to mean is that if anyone is going to be interested and have the money to invest in a smart speaker... It's, it's people in this area where, fortunately, I work and I, I, I live just over the border as well. I mm -hmm. live just over the border in London. So that's, that's, that's obviously good. You, you, it's going to be more difficult to do a what's-on service for an area A, I don't know, or which is perhaps a, 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 a less, um, less rich area where people aren't going to be investing in these devices to begin with. So that's the first bridge crossed. What kind of content and how am I going to find this content on a regular basis? Because like you, I'm a huge proponent of it's got to be every day. It's got to be seven days a week, mm -hmm. I think. Sometimes they're five days a week, and I think sometimes you can get away with that. I don't think you've ever dropped a weekend. I certainly haven't. No. If you're going to be there, you've got to be there. You know, your radio station doesn't take a, a, a day off. So, you know, your flash briefing has got to be there all of the time. So where, am I, where can I find content that's going to be topical, that's going to be easy to come by? Um, and I realised that at the radio station we had somebody that came in every week from the local tourist information board to say what was going on in the area. So I talked to Diana and she gave me a printout um, about six weeks before the start of every single month of all the top events which were happening in the county. Wow. So there I had ticked all the boxes. Yep, it was it was in a rich area where people can have uh and it's a kind of silicon valley in in surrey as well where where there's lots of computer game companies and we've got lots of space research and that kind of thing so people are going to be interested people have got the money to buy the devices i've got the topical information and i'm going to find it really easy to come by of course then of course as you know you've got to start subbing it you've got to put it in the right order you've got to mix it with your uh, with, with your music you've got to schedule it and, and 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 all of that so that's number one and i think that's really important and i'm really surprised that no other uh events guide seems to exist in the uk because i think that ticks so many boxes an event guide because once you've got somebody they they're going to come back the next day to find out what is going to be happening the Slight change I made, I used to do it for the events for that day. Now I do it for the events in 24 hours. So I do it for the events for the next day to give uh, people an opportunity to start arranging their lives and to, you know, booking the tickets and that kind of thing. And I'm really fortunate. It's supported by the local council. It's supported by the National Trust in the UK, which is the uh, the charity group which uh, runs like the, the, the old um, uh, country houses and also the estates and things like that. So they're behind it. Uh, the local council, the National Trust, the local theatre company as well. Um, so they're, they're all behind it. So uh, that's, that, that's 
uh, fantastic and as I say I get the information it's the second highest rated flash briefing in the UK it beats you know the national newspapers it beats my employer it beats the BBC's flash briefing <laughs> um, so that's quite good 100% uh, five star reviews that's one um, which has been going for about uh, 18 months every every day then there's another one uh, which I do which is the smart speakers daily which is a daily look just for a couple of minutes uh, on stuff to do with with smart speakers i don't get too heavy with the tech stuff i can't do coding other people do flash briefings and podcasts about coding much more i'm much more interested in use cases how people are using smart speakers whether it be in education whether it be uh, uh, for um, the church whether it be for uh, hospitals and health services uh, old people's homes uh, and i know you were speaking with natalia um recently on a podcast about her research into how people with dementia and families with dementia can be using smart speakers so it's those kind of use cases as well and then there's another one that I do, which is the 28-day flash briefing briefing, which is a flash briefing all about how to do a flash briefing. It's the, um, the skill set, the marketing, and the mindset about how to put together a flash briefing um, w- with some ideas about that. It starts on the first of every month, and it goes through the 28th day of every month, and then it repeats. So if you, if you miss anything, you just listen for the next month, and there it is. So that's, that's a kind of set and forget, which is, which is quite handy. Um, and occasionally I update with a bit more information and, 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 and so on. Um, and then a couple of times a month I do a podcast on, um, on the whole voice area. So voice, flash briefings, touches a bit on podcasts because it all starts to merge, doesn't it, around the fringes yeah. with the different parts of, uh, of, of, of voice tech uh, and, and marketing and so on and recording and sound and audio. Uh, and I think that's about it. And sometimes I sleep. <laughs> See, that's about it. That sounds like sounds like a lot. One of, one of the models that I really like that you're doing is this flash briefing, briefing the 28 day. Um, well, like you said, it's more set and forget because the content's done, and you can have it launch at the first of every month. It's and then you just run it again. And I, I think that's how are you finding that in terms of uh, you know the, the the feedback you're getting and. Uh, that type of model versus having to do one every single day? Because that's a little different than what other people are doing. So it took, obviously, quite a bit of time to put that together in the first place. It breaks some of the rules. Some of them do go up to the 10-minute mark. Um, Some of them are just just a couple of minutes, depending on what the topic is for that day. And sometimes the topics are spread over a couple of days. And some of it is quite challenging because, you know, describing to people how they can fill out the Alexa developer pages just with audio is obviously a little challenging. Um, That's why your your video is so fantastic, because you're actually able to show people on uh, video exercises that you've got with your uh, Alexa in Canada. So it what I've also tried to do is to put a bit of production in there as well. So obviously music, but also some sound effects, also to make it a little bit more lively, engaging, entertaining, because I wouldn't want to hear me talking for 10 minutes. Non-stop. I've probably been doing it already, but, you know, um, it, has to be, it has to be lively. It has to be engaging as well as authentic with valuable information. So I think that we've got to do that and yes people have got um a start and a finish you know a theme tune or whatever but i think again we need to think of these as mid they're shows 
They've got to be mini shows, haven't they, really? They've got to be entertaining, uh, authentic, relevant, fantastic content. And part of that is is having the personality of the presenter, but also the audio production values as well. And and yes, that's making sure that they're recorded well, there's good quality, which is why we're sitting in a hotel room and we're not sitting downstairs in an echoey foyer or reception area with people coming and going and the, and the hubbub and so on. Uh, but also perhaps the little sound effects that I have for, you know, for a bullet points, just to help break things up a little bit, just to help re-engage people as well. That always moves on to a slightly different topic. Or this is a point I've got to make a note of, or this is the sound effect that means that it's a, uh, it's a, it's, 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 it's a top point, or this is, um, this is the bit where he talks about uh, websites that I can go to for other resources and so on. So a lot of effort went into the presentation, the scripting, the production, of all that to begin with but then as, as as you say set and forget sometimes I'm updating it. it's probably going to have a relaunch it will have a relaunch at the beginning of next year uh, uh, and I'm going to be doing more with the fantastic Suze Cooper who I've been doing quite a bit with um, in uh, in and around London over the uh, over the past uh, six or eight months or so um, so uh, yeah that's another way of doing things and again it's like the webinars isn't it or the Udemy courses that actually you know, I haven't seen anyone else do like a 28-day course in, in that manner. So maybe that's another example that people can, can kind of steal and, and use for themselves. Yeah, it's a very interesting idea. I, I, you know, since I've seen you do that, it's, it's made me sort of wonder about how, how else could you use that in that format? Is there some particular defined concept, set of concepts or uh, topic that uh, you know an audience would want to learn and perhaps, yeah, you know, a, a certain defined time frame for a course would be really good. Um, Suppose if you're if you're doing a, a kind of never-ending course and you're 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 giving people information on developing something every single day, that's fantastic. But if someone joins after you know two and a half months, you've got to be able to welcome them. They've got to be able to jump in wherever wherever they start finding you and start listening to you, and that could be done. But obviously, then you've got to restructure the content almost every single day to, to have that welcome, to have the backstory. You don't know where the background of people as they start, uh, you know, what their background is. They don't necessarily know at what point they're joining you. But yeah, just to start on the first of every month, go through to day 28. Um, there's that structure to it. Yeah, that's it, it, that's really interesting. And I, and I know this is one of the things that I've been thinking about recently with, with the launch of some of my other flash briefings with these health tips ones because I'm trying to create practical tips and I recognize that someone may not be listening to these tips for a month or two and then join. And one of the things I was trying to sort of figure out in my own mind was is that does that mean that that person is actually not getting as much out of it as somebody who has heard the first two months of tips? Um, so... Anyway, you raise a very good point. It's something that I've been giving a lot of thought to to figure out how, how best to, to reconcile that issue. But you might be right. I mean, perhaps the best way is to have a defined launch date uh, or start date and a, and a defined end date. So, it's yeah, very interesting concept. When hearing you talking about the sound effects that you use, um, as you mentioned earlier, we were both on the Voice of the Flash Briefing um, uh, online event, and I noticed that in your presentation you did that. You used sound effects for the various points. And it also made me start thinking as you were saying that, that sometimes if you're looking at um, a book, the one that comes to mind right now um, is, you know, uh, something for dummies, where they have the text, but they also have icons. 
to 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 really bring attention to a main point and it sounds like what you're describing is sort of the the audio version of that absolutely yeah so so it's 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 taking what might be in print and thinking to yourself how can i do this and i have a little beep which signifies the different bullet points that i've got which helps people as i say re-engage and so on um you've got to be careful obviously with sound effects that they they, they can be copyrighted uh the little bleep i use i i did buy i think it was um i think it was five pounds which sounds an awful lot of money for something which is half a second but i use it quite a lot uh and other people can use it as well but i have uh, i have permission to use that and the other sound effects as well so be careful it's not just music which can be copyrighted i used to uh travel the country and speak with uh bbc reporters presenters journalists about legal issues and even though the law and copyright law is different around the country pretty much in if i can use the the, the, the phrase the western world you know europe uh, um, the, the Americas, Australia, and so on, um, it's pretty much the same, that you can't just steal anyone's music. And I know that there's a bit of a grey area when sometimes you might hear some, uh, for want of a better term, kind of chart music people use sometimes to illustrate their content. Um, I don't want to go there. It's a grey area for a reason that... Um, uh, that the law necessarily hasn't been, uh, isn't as clear as it could be. But you know what, Terry, there are examples in the past of lawyers who, you know, frankly, are ambulance chasers for their clients and who can blame them uh, that wait for a podcast to perhaps uh, get up to, you know, 100 episodes using their client's music and then go in for the kill. Because if they go in for the kill and claim copyright monies after 100 episodes, they're going to get much more than if they just went in after episode two. So whether that's uh, music or or sound effects, uh, just do the right thing. you just got to do the right thing. Yeah, that's a really good point too, because uh, as my listeners will know, I've spoken a lot about sort of flash briefing and sonic branding and bringing in the appropriate audio and, and absolutely, absolutely, you're absolutely right that uh, you have to really be careful with that, with that sort of thing. Um, Maybe we can just finish up with one more question here with regards to flash briefings. You know, if somebody's listening to this podcast and they are considering doing flash briefings, obviously you and I are heavily invested in flash briefings now. We spend a lot of time of it. What would be your advice to a person that's considering doing the flash briefing? Is it worth it? Is it worth it? You know what? Let's be honest. It's early days. It's early days. Um, I've got... I can see over the last um, uh, six, eight months that the number of people who listen to my flash briefings has increased. Um, I'll be honest with you, these aren't in the, they're not in the hundreds, they're certainly not in the thousands, but they are creeping up. And I think sometimes uh, people like you and I and, and, and other people in our kind of uh, group, in our community that, that, that we correspond with on Twitter and social media and so on, sometimes we forget that we are, um, and I don't mean this arrogantly, we're ahead of the game. We, we really are at the cutting edge. And the general population, not doing them a disservice, quite slow to, to take up new technology. They've got other things. You know, they're living their lives. Um, and you and I were talking a bit earlier on about the number of, of different podcasts we're, that we're listening to to try and keep ahead of, of the technology as it moves. Um, and we forget that a lot of people don't have smart speakers. A lot of people don't even know what smart speakers are. So I think that we do have to keep providing the content 
and doing the flash briefings, for example. Uh, I think there's, you know, you and I just talking here, we've come up with another couple of ideas. Suze Cooper and I have got another couple of ideas that we've been speaking about ourselves. Um, I think it's a really great opportunity for uh, for podcasters to to market their content. I think for authors who've got content to be putting it out in on another platform, um, it's a uh, it just get into the sandpit and have a bit of a play around. It doesn't have to be the up there forever, but particularly if you've got content already, then to put it out on another platform isn't quite as daunting as sitting down with the computer equivalent of a blank sheet of paper and thinking, right, okay, here's here's flash briefing one of 365. Um, you're perhaps cutting up a podcast or you're reading an excerpt if, you, if you're allowed to from, your, from the book you've written or your blog post or you're reversioning content from a live stream or you're going to... And this is another great opportunity, I think, going to conferences and and, and talking to people... Um, just in two-minute bites mm-hmm. and putting that out. Whether, we were at a, a, a restaurant downstairs uh, last night and in town, uh, in Vancouver at the moment, there's a, a convention on for entrepreneurs. I didn't realise that. I maybe should have been there. I maybe should have done a pitch. I don't know. But I was just thinking, you know what? There should be somebody there who's doing little interviews with, I don't know, how many people? How many entrepreneurs are likely to be at that convention? A couple of hundred. There's most of your year's flash briefings done, and most of those people will listen to themselves and the people they're at the convention with uh, for those 200 episodes. And will t- what a fantastic um, service! And I know that um, uh, some of the people on your on your network are doing similar things. And there's some uh, terrific stuff there, isn't there? So find a niche that you know a lot about. Um, and have a play and make it really easy for yourself. And and I can help you with that. Sue's can help you with that. Terry can help you with that. The content, how you gather it, how you produce it, the corners you can cut, but still making it sound professional. And I agree with everything you said 100%. I, I, um, as, as the listeners will know, I'm big on flash briefings. I do believe that it is early, like you said. Um, I also do believe it's a big opportunity right now. Um, you know, how that will play out, I don't know 100% for sure. But I, I have to believe that because voice is such a seamless, frictionless interface, um, I, I sincerely believe that we are at the very early stages of uh, a type of uh, audio consumption that is going to be taking off. And I always say that, you know, if, if, if a person felt that they missed the boat on getting in podcast podcasts early or a social media platform, certainly we are early in flash briefings. And, and um, if you can invest the time, um, who knows the way it's going to play out, but I believe it'll be worth, worth the effort. I think you've got to be strategic. I think you've got to be clever. I, I know you've said this before. Um, voice isn't everything. And you know what? I haven't heard this example for a long time, but I, but, but I shall use it. About six months ago, a lot of people were saying, and you can just speak to your TV and change the channel. Well, you know what? I can put my hand out, and with a half, a, half a centimetre movement of my thumb, I can do that. That's actually easier than for me to start talking, particularly if I'm in, a, say, a bedroom situation with somebody else who maybe could may be asleep voice isn't always the best answer however 
if I'm driving a car, you and I were talking about this earlier before we press record, if I'm driving a car and I want another podcast on or I want to change that podcast or I want to um, uh, reorder them or, 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 or do 2x the speed or whatever it happens to be, that is much easier, particularly when I'm driving. But if I just want to lower the window by an inch, it's probably easier for me to do that with my thumb. And that's it. And it's and it. That's why I do believe we're not, we're we're entering a voice first world. But that does not mean voice only, um, as you said. So this is fantastic, Peter. Um, where can listeners go to learn more about you, what you're doing, your flash briefings? Um, give us some resources. Thank you so much. Thank you for the opportunity to speak to you. And I'm, I'm seeing you in real life. This is tremendous. <laughs> Thank you for coming to our city. Uh, we, we greeted each other almost like long lost friends in, uh, in reception earlier. Um, so I'm Twitter Stuart on, uh, on Twitter, T-W-E-T-E-R-S-T-E-W-A-R-T. That's where I'm most kind of prolific. Uh, so Twitter Stuart, Peter Stewart in real life, Twitter Stuart on Twitter. Um, and my flash briefings, uh, which are available in all English-speaking territories. The 28-day flash briefing briefing, what's on in Guildford? Probably not much interest to you if you live outside Guildford in Surrey in the UK, it has to be said. Uh, and also the smart speakers daily. And uh, as I say, I usually publicise those on my uh, Twitter feed as well. And also, Susan and I uh, have recently started a newsletter for flash briefers um, and, and kind of pushing it a little bit in the direction of podcasts because uh, flash briefings are kind of short podcasts anyway uh, and about about tech, about recording, about ideas, about content, uh, structuring flash briefings, all that kind of stuff. Um, and you can sign up for that. It's free, obviously. And you can do that via voiceworks.info. Wonderful. Well, thank you very much, Peter. It is a pleasure to meet you in person and to have you on the podcast. And I will be sure to put all of those resources, those links on the show notes page when this goes live. It's been terrific to be with you today um, and uh, terrific to be in your fantastic city and in your country. And I can't wait to come back on another occasion and hopefully maybe in the summer where things are a little less damp. (laughs) Well, we'll see what we can do about that. All right. All right. Thanks very much. And uh, we'll talk again soon. Well, there you go. I hope you enjoyed that podcast. It really was a treat for uh, me to meet Tweeter Stuart, Peter Stewart uh, in person. Uh, We had a lot of fun chatting and I hope you got a lot out of that conversation. As I mentioned, we will have the links to everything that he mentioned on the show notes page at alexaincanada.ca slash 98. He's got a ton of resources when it comes to flash briefing, so I do encourage you to check out all the stuff that he is doing. He did mention uh, the network that he is part of. That is the Briefcast.fm Flash Briefing Network. And today I want to remind you that the podcast is brought to you by Flash Briefing Formula. Uh, You can access that at flashbriefingformula.com, which is a complete free course to how to launch your, uh, which teaches you how to launch your flash briefing. Again, a big thank you to to Peter. It was a pleasure meeting him while he was here in Vancouver. And I look forward to speaking to all of you again next week. Take care, everyone. Talk to you soon. She's got skills.